0: Homily nineteen part two of Homilies on Ephesians by Saint John Chrysostom. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Moral Alas, how many things are there to teach us to bridle this unseasonable impertinence and idle curiosity, and yet we refrain not, but are curious about the lives of others, as why one is a cripple and why another poor and so by this way of reasoning we shall fall into another sort of trifling which is endless as why such an one is a woman and why all are not men why there is such a thing as an ass why an ox why a dog why a wolf why a stone why wood and thus the argument will run out to an interminable length this in truth is the reason why god has marked out limits to our knowledge and has laid them deep in nature and mark now the excess of this busy curiosity for though we look up to so great a height as from earth to heaven and are not at all affected by it yet as soon as ever we go up to the top of a lofty tower and have a mind to stoop over a little and look down a sort of giddiness and dizziness immediately seizes us now tell me the reason of this no thou couldst never find out a reason for it why is it that the eye possesses greater power than other senses and is caught by more distant objects and one might see it by comparison with the case of hearing for no one will ever be able to shout so loudly as to fill the air as far as the eye can reach, nor to hear at so great a distance. Why are not all the members of equal honor? Why have not all received one function and one place? Paul also searched into these questions, or rather he did not search into them, for he was wise. But where he comes by chance upon this topic, he says, Each one of them, god hath set even as it hath pleased him he assigns the whole to his will and so then let us only give thanks for all things wherefore says he give thanks for all things this is the part of a well-disposed of a wise of an intelligent servant the opposite is that of a tantler and an idler and a busybody do we not see amongst servants that those among them who are worthless and good for nothing are both tattlers and triflers and that they pry into the concerns of their masters which they are desirous to conceal whereas the intelligent and well-disposed look to one thing only how they may fulfil their service he that says much does nothing as he that does much never says a word out of season Hence Paul said, where he wrote concerning widows, and they learn not only to be idle, but tattlers also. Tell me now which is the widest difference between our age and that of children, or between God and men, between ourselves compared with gnats, or God compared with us, plainly between God and us. Why, then, dost thou busy thyself to such an extent in all these questions? Give thanks for all things. But what, say you, if a heathen should ask the question, How am I to answer him? He desires to learn from me whether there is a providence, for he himself denies that there is any being thus exercising foresight. Turn round, then, and ask him the same question thyself. He will deny, therefore, that there is a providence. Yet that there is a providence is plain from what thou hast said, but that it is incomprehensible is plain from those things whereof we cannot discover the reason. For if in things where men are the disposers, we oftentimes do not understand the method of the disposition, and in truth many of them appear to us inconsistent and yet at the same time we acquiesce. How much more will this be so in the case of God? However, with God nothing either is inconsistent or appears so to the faithful. Wherefore let us give thanks for all things. Let us give him glory for all things. Subjecting yourselves one to another, he says, in the fear of Christ, for if thou submit thyself for a ruler's sake or for money's sake or from respectfulness much more from the fear of christ let there be an interchange of service and submission for then will there be no such thing as slavish service let not one sit down in the rank of a free man and the other in the rank of a slave rather it were better that both masters and slaves be servants to one another. Far better to be a slave in this way than free in any other, as will be evident from hence. Suppose the case of a man who should have an hundred slaves, and he should in no way serve them, and suppose again a different case of a hundred friends all waiting upon one another, which will lead the happier life, which with the greater pleasure, with the more enjoyment in the one case there is no anger no provocation no wrath nor anything else of the kind whatever in the other all is fear and apprehension in the one case too the whole is forced in the other is of free choice in the one case they serve one another because they are forced to do so in the other with mutual gratification thus does god will it to be for this he washed his disciples feet nay more if thou hast a mind to examine the matter nicely there is indeed on the part of masters a return of service for what if pride suffer not that return of service to appear yet if the slave on the one hand render his bodily service and thou maintain that body and supply it with food and clothing and shoes. This is an exchange of service, because unless thou render thy service as well, neither will he render his, but will be free, and no law will compel him to do it if he is not supported. If this then is the case with servants, where is the absurdity? If it should also become the case with free men, subjecting yourselves in the fear saith he of christ how great then the obligation when we shall also have a reward but he does not choose to submit himself to thee however do thou submit thyself not simply yield but submit thyself entertain this feeling towards all as if all were thy masters For thus shalt thou soon have all as thy slaves, enslaved to thee with the most abject slavery. For thou wilt then more surely make them thine, when, without receiving anything of theirs, thou of thyself renderest them of thine own. This is subjecting yourselves one to another in the fear of Christ. In order that we may subdue all the passions, be servants of God, and preserve the love we owe to one another, and then shall we be able also to be counted worthy of the loving kindness which cometh of God, through the grace and mercies of His only begotten Son, with whom to the Father, together with the Holy Ghost, be glory, might, honour, now and for ever and ever, Amen. End of Homily 19.